0: Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn, the hump Day edition of Ball Don't Lie. We got a lot to get into, so we got to get right to it. Uh, Both of the coordinators of the Dallas Cowboys are candidates for head coaching vacancies in the NFL. We'll talk about the head coaching vacancy, which is uh, near and dear to my heart, close to home. The Houston Texans. We'll talk about the top candidates and uh, all of the requests by the Texans uh, to uh, interview and talk to the top candidates. We'll get into that also talk about the timeline. Will Sean McVay retire? That's another question. For the second offseason in a row, we're having this conversation. The NFL All Pro teams released. We'll get into that conversation as well. Uh, we got Texas versus TCU to talk about Texas basketball uh, happening tonight. We'll get into that. Uh, there's also a candidate for the hit. Uh, for sorry for the wide receiving vacancy for the coaching position there on the Forty Acres. We'll talk about that too. Christian Jones making it official. Official that he's returning on the. 40 acres, we got all that to get to and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 Acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin' ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. Mike Hardball-Hard. Hard. What's going on, brother? What it do? What it do?
1: Hub Day! This is the time of the week that I get excited because we're headed into the weekend. There's so much to uncover, and that means we're one day closer, not only to basketball. We got basketball tonight when it comes to the Longhorns, mm-hmm. but we got... Play off football. And that's what it's. That's what we're all about. Cause that's all we got left, bro. Unless we're gonna talk about USFL, but we got some time for that. <laughs> Let me talk about my boy that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is a fan of you the listeners. He is my man and yours,
0: Rod Babers. I did bury one of the leads. We got so much stuff to talk about. We (laughs) are having a Hall of Famer, College Football Hall of Famer, uh, Derek Johnson, legendary Lifetime Longhorn on with us next segment at 3.30. So that's Mm -hmm. coming up next segment. So we'll get into some conversation with him about his uh, Hall of Fame candidacy and how it all worked out for him, but also about his time on the 40 Acres. And I spent some of that time uh, with my man DJ on the 40 Acres. So we'll get into that coming up next segment. Go behind the burnt orange curtain a little bit. We'll do that also a little bit uh, later on in the top of the four, and the top of the six o'clock, talking Texas basketball, but also talking about that wide receiving coach vacancy on the 40 acres, Brendan and Marriott moving on to UNLV. Uh, now uh, there's discussion about one of the top wide receiving coaches in the country being contacted uh, by Texas. So we'll talk about that. Before we do, uh, let's, let's introduce uh, the real MVP, one of the idealionaires on the show, uh, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustle spirit period we don't know what he's paid but we do know that he's underpaid patrick davis what's going on
2: brother hey doing good going back to the moody center tonight that's
0: right, that's you right got another you, game you, yeah right here. Here. uh yeah tc i mean I, I, tc i would say tcu is uh overachieved or i think uh um, surprised people by how they've played so far this year
2: yeah i mean they're a good team yeah. and they're one of those you know if they're shooting well they beat anybody in the Big Twelve. It's the Big Twelve. Well, it's the Big Twelve. Not only that,
1: they got the <laughs> preseason Player of the Year on their team, Miles Mack. I mean, Mike Mike Miles. Yeah, that's a beast. And but he needs some complimentary pieces. And let's not
2: forget, they're thirteen and two. Also, that's what I'm saying like they doing that, well. I, I yeah. think. Yeah, I don't
0: <laughs> think people thought they'd be thirteen and two at this
2: point. Coach but, Dixon is a beast too. Yeah, no, we um, saw last night Oklahoma was trying to pull the upset off in Kansas. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, the big. 12. A big 12. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get
0: to uh, some of the NFL head coaching vacancies and talk about some of the, um, the the reports that are out there. I think one of the ones that may have surprised some Cowboys fans, we'll start there and then we'll work our way to the Texans, uh, was that, and you guys sent this to me, is that Kellen Moore. Getting some love uh, Kellen Moore is being requested or at least his presence being requested for an interview with the Carolina Panthers who have a head coaching vacancy there. So um, he I interview- think that was
1: because I was the one that was talking trash yesterday about it, talking about, that- you know, who didn't get offered. You, an yeah. interview, and yep. then all of a sudden, boom! Pat, Patrick goes, "It'll happen. Yeah, it'll happen." Uh, I, I know
0: you're not. I know you're not a big Kellen Moore fan. Not at all. I understand that. Yep, uh, yep. A lot of Cowboys fans out there agree with you that uh, they they're not big Kellen Moore uh, supporters. He interviewed last year with Miami and Jacksonville, and now interviewing with Carolina. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get the job. Uh, I, I do think he should interview, but I don't think he's go, he's gonna he's one of the top candidates at this point.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, they, what they did at the end of the year where they were pretty decent was being a power run team. Not what I would consider Kellen Moore's strengths. Right. Uh,
0: yeah, and yeah. I don't know if that's the direction they want to go. Of course, they got to yeah. figure out the quarterback position. And um, I think it's good for Kellen Moore to get these interviews, but for some reason he doesn't have a lot of uh, momentum when it comes to these head coaching not jobs. right, like, right you, you right there, there are hot names that get mentioned a lot when it comes to these head coaching jobs mm-hmm. in the offseason. And I don't know why. Well, I get, you probably would argue that. You know why he's not a hot name. Hey, man, I'm um, just saying. <laughs> I, I would think that he would be a hotter name considering what the Cowboys offense has achieved since he's been the O.C. But he it's crazy. For Cowboys fans, the Cowboys have had like a top five offense. Every yep. year they've had mm-hmm. Kellen Moore, basically, and Dak together. They've been a top five offense in the league. And yet they won't give Dak credit for any of it, and he won't give Kelly Moore any credit for any of it. So they won't gets, give Zeke any credit. I don't know who gets the credit for this They thing. won't give
1: like, the tight ends any they credit.
0: They I don't won't know give who the whole credit for the uh, the Cowboys' uh, offense <laughs> being <laughs> such <laughs> a prolific offense the last few years. Because Dak don't get no credit. I'll admit that Dak gets no credit. Oh, for Oh, he gets beat up every day all the time. And yeah. then of course, Kelly Moore doesn't get a lot of credit either. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. It's mysterious. It's mysterious. It's, it's been the best offense in the NFL since Dak returned. And I get it. I trust me. I remember the Washington Commanders game, I get all that too, and I I know he's leading the NFL in interceptions in spite of him what uh, missing five games, I get all that he also has 23 touchdowns too, passing after missing five games, but he's just high risk high reward, but it's it's interesting that Cowboys fans, their glass have empty yeah. Fan base. And I get it. I understand why. 100% half empty.
1: And yeah. it's not, I mean, it's it's not empty. even full. It's not even full. No. It's not even, headed. It, it's, it's trending. Somebody done already drank some of that <laughs> out of there, man. That's why it's half empty. But I, I, I do get, you know, where you're coming from. And that's why we always love it when you put perspective in it because we know you don't come out here with a half cock story. But I sit here and I look at what's going on with this team. And the reason that people are feeling that way is because of the, some of the things that we saw the success with automatically changed when Dak got back. Is it great that you want to be a high-scoring team? Absolutely. But how are you getting there? It's the things that you did well when Dak wasn't the quarterback where the team seemed to be a little bit more focused on the ground game. They seemed to do things well. But as soon as he got back, you started reverting back to, I need to have a top-five offense. I need. Sometimes it's okay to be in the middle of the road because the middle of the road shows that you're being very consistent. This is hot and cold every single week, and we cannot get excited to watch this team because of what we've seen in the regression. I was having lunch with a friend of mine just a little while ago, and he said, didn't the Cowboys have to come back and beat a team that wasn't good? I said, the Texans, and the (laughs) Texans was trying to lose, and the Cowboys tried to come back. They had to come back to beat them. Then you look at Jacksonville, and I said this the other day. Okay, I get it. Jacksonville a playoff team. They were, they played well, and and uh, Trevor Lawrence has turned it around with being with Doug Peterson. But let's not forget, yes. they were three and seven before they turned it around to be able to get into this point. So, yes, it's it's high risk, high reward, but sometimes I'd rather you be low risk, high reward. Be safe. Put it in a Roth IRA. Call my friend Ken Banks. Do something to help yourself to have a better future. Because right now, my future is like, I got to hit the lottery. Mm. I got to hit a lottery for this
0: week. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get you. The, I'm just, just throwing it out there that it it's not as bleak as the Cowboys fans would think. I, I think a lot Agreed. of their, their issues offensively are related to the running, the, the deterioration of the running game for some reason. Um, not for some reason. I know what reason it is. I think mostly it's Talibiotis and Terrence Steele's injuries on the offensive line.
1: That's very fair.
0: Those two injuries on the o line really set the running game back and hopefully you get Tyler Biotis back and you can you know have some type of uh, proficiency in and effectiveness in the running game especially on first down you've been the worst first down offense i've talked about this all week in the nfl the last 2 weeks mostly because your running game has been so inept and i think the cowboys have to kind of get back to getting some type of boost on first down you would like it to be via the running game. Hopefully, Tyler Biotis coming back will help that. If it doesn't, then they got to get creative and innovative about how they figure out a way to be a more effective and prolific team on first down because that's the big problem. They're behind big the time. chains on second and third down the last two weeks. And if they do that in the game versus the Bucks. And I think the Cowboys are going to win. Actually, the more research I do, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, but yeah, love when you research. Yeah, no, the more research I do, <laughs> no, I, no, I appreciate I, I, it. I think the Cowboys are going they're <laughs> going to win the game. I wasn't feeling great on Monday, but I feel much better now. Um, but I, I do think the Cowboys' biggest issue offensively right now, just looking at it from a schematic standpoint or a tactical standpoint, whichever way you want to look at it, is their inefficiency on first down. That relates back to the running game that. And may relate back to just the offensive line as a whole. Yeah, and, and that and it hurts Dak. What have you always said, you're there. Well you, you're thirty, 30 attempts. Yeah,
1: don't go to thirty, your 30 attempts. Attempt rule, yes, do you, not go to it. I need you to stay here. I need you to stay in the twenty-five to twenty-eight. Yeah, passes per game. And, I don't need you over thirty.
0: And you got to go there when yeah. your running game's not working. Yeah, and, and the and, running game and, and ain't been working. But I love the, the fact
1: what you always talk about, man. And I think that is something that that the Cowboys have gotten away from. Quick game, quick game, quick game. Get the ball out of Dak's hand. And, of course, I need more motion this week, and I need more play action. If you show me motion in this game early in the game, showing me that you've actually done some homework as the Cowboys uh, go about it, I'm cool with that. If you show me more play action during this game, I'm happy about that. But to your point, if you don't have an appearance of a running game, all they're going to do is just come after you and and get to those spots where – Dak likes to force
0: the ball. It's a he's great late test. Late on the outside. Yeah, it was a great test for Kellen Moore because um, I, I think that it, he's going to scheme um, his, his offense up on first down because first down, they seem to be so inept. And if the offensive line doesn't improve uh, and with their ability to block the run on first down, I'm with you. The play action game and then the quick game should probably be what you supplement yes. the yeah. offense with early on.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it's it's pretty much shown now that Zeke is not the guy on first down, that they've tried to do that a lot where it's just kind of a standard run for Zeke, and they'd be like, well, he used to be able to get us three to four yards of carry, and so we do that on first, and then we're, we're set. And they just go with the, well, he used to be able to do that, so we'll just do that, even though he's not being able to do it behind this O-line and with his age and his, his breakdown and whatever else he's going through you go, okay, we'll put in Tony Pollard and try and scheme him into places where, look, you may not every single time get a big play, but if you get eight yards out of him on a first down, then you're in really good position yeah. for you to try and do some other things. And so if you say, hey, man, we, we got eight on this first down, we got six on this first down, and then we had two that were out, your average is still decent. And
0: yeah.
2: you're still like, hey, we're still moving the ball sometimes, and then we can pick it up on second and third. But I think that's where if we we're just going to run tackle, run guard... With Zeke, it doesn't that you're getting like you know your max is three yards, yeah, and that's not a that's not a good ceiling to take that risk reward when your your risk is oh we get stopped at the line we could lose a yard we get one yard what's the reward three yards
0: yeah you know, no like, if, man no if they uh, I I think the hope is that Tyler Biotis, those interior runs you're talking about they'll improve when he comes back yeah that's, that's I the think, hope that's but the again.
2: Hope. You should have, I, but you should have a
0: contingency plan. I think Zeke, runs,
2: Zeke runs better when you play action him uh, and when you and when you get Pollard involved. And it just makes the defensive lineman have to think differently and have more. Well, Pollard's hit a bit of a wall, too.
0: He, um, has. he hasn't hit, He hasn't had this many carries. He's first time at 1,000 yards, he's dealing with some minor injuries, yeah. too. So I think for him, he's hit that wall as well. I do think you're just going to have to get creative on first down. Yep. It's got to be play-action, pass, or more RPOs on first down would help too. Yeah. I don't know why the Cowboys don't like more RPOs on first down. I know it's a bit of a risk, uh, but getting Dak involved, getting Dak on the move, uh, on bootlegs and waggles probably yeah. would help on first down. And I'm with you. Just try to – the extension of the running game going to the quick game would help too. Yeah, uh, But that's – if Kelly Moore is indeed going to be a head coaching candidate, this will be the off season to prove it.
1: Yeah, it's a huge tryout camp, camp for him it's right a, now. No, it's a bit. It's on big, tape right now.
0: Big off season for kill, for yeah. Moore. I'm sorry, big. i bo- sorry, big postseason. I should say. Hopefully. No doubt. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> it's yeah. Freddie and Slip. Sorry, <laughs> Cowboys fans. Didn't mean that. Did I mean <laughs> off season. It's okay? We got big you. Because that's season. where it's going. No, no, I didn't mean that at all. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm you broke the You broke down the cowboys. film. Nope, down and the I, film. Think, I think the Cowboys are going to win. Just for the record. All right, I didn't mean that at all. But getting back to the the head coach, he reverted back to
1: yeah. Oh yeah, I'm used to seeing this movie. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't mean that at
0: all. I said that. that Hopefully, it wasn't a Freudian slip. But getting back to the head coaching vacancies, mark the tape, Patrick. (laughs) um, Dan Quinn, though, looks to be the top candidate for the. Bronco's job. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been reported by multiple outlets. They've already uh, reportedly requested an interview with Dan Quinn. Of course, there's a timeline on these teams that are in the postseason. There's a different timeline. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, but what are your guys' thoughts about keeping Dan Quinn? Is it possible for the Cowboys to keep Dan Quinn this, man, this whole season? now, I guess I should say, well, whenever the, <clears throat> their season is over with?
1: It, it, it all depends on Dan Quinn. It depends on if Dan Quinn really wants to go be a head coach at this time. We know he wants to be a head coach. But at this time, depending on the opportunities that are out there, we've just talked about it yesterday, which one would you consider the best job for him to go and take where he can come in and be able to take control of it? Is it the Houston Texans? Well, we just talked about it yesterday with Jack. What? Not Jack no. Easterby. What's your guy? Uh, Casario.
0: Casario. Yeah. He wants to be a it's controller. Not the, it's not the Texans, right? He's so, not. He hasn't been no, mentioned I, I, one time. With no, the no. Texans. And the main it's job you're hearing
2: Texans. is the Broncos. They wanted them last year. They're going again. The big difference this year is that they have way more money behind them because now it's not. They're not just going through a sale anymore. They are now bought and owned by a very wealthy family. So but Back the j- then,
1: you didn't want
2: me. Now I'm hot. But, you all want me. But the
1: job is less attractive. Right. The, the job went
0: from being like a nine to now it's like a six.
2: Yeah, but I, <laughs> I think, that's I think before for two Quinn, six. I think for Dan Quinn, that's goes, before 2 I think Dan Quinn can sit and say, well, if I stay at the Cowboys, it's like, well, how many jobs are, or does it end up where I just start to fall back on something? Exactly. Because I had yeah. seven job no, interviews last no. year, and I had three this year. How many will I have the year after that? Like, I can't. I'm still a hot name right now. How many years till I cool off? And especially if we had to go through one bad season, then I'm done. Now, they don't, don't want to talk that. to
0: me no more. And your defense just had another really good season. And um, for the first time since the Steel Curtain, uh, they led the NFL. A team led the NFL in consecutive years in takeaways. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, with, I'm I'm kind of with you, Patrick. I, I think it's going to be tough. I think he's going to jump at one of these jobs. If he gets – you know, consider for two of these different jobs, these uh, head coaching vacancies. I I think he may consider it, even if it's less attractive, which Denver Broncos job is because right. you got to fix Russell Wilson, and they don't have any draft picks for the foreseeable future. Right, and they that's got a the really good part. defense
1: though. Right, and that's the that's what I that's the really reason why I thought they were going to be able to transcend to be my Super Bowl pick. Although at the very beginning of the season, you were like. You do know that Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City live there, right? They run that yeah. division.
0: <laughs> yeah. I believe Patrick Mahomes is 16-0 in division road games.
1: Yeah. Yeah, some stupid number. I agree with that. I agree with <laughs> that. Yeah, like a, but, I weird, but I thought the answer
0: in the sauce was going to be in my man Russ with Trust the me. defensive side. You know, I was a big Russell yeah. Wilson fan. I was, I, I'm not anymore. Oh, yeah. no, I actually was a Russell Wilson fan. I'm not anymore. I'm out. That's kind, no, of, that's
1: kind of where I am right like, now. That's where, where I am I'm with at, Dak. Uh,
0: I'm like, if Dak doesn't show
1: up this week, I'm not even going to put it on. Y'all already know how I feel about uh, um, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. I was a Dak person. I was backing him, continuing to fight people about Dak. Top 15, he is the guy. Right now he's paying, you said it, got as many interceptions as Davis Mills, and he played less than Davis Mills. He played less. Mm. So I can't even fight that anymore. And people kept saying, is this a a big game for Dak? It's a big game for everybody involved
0: on the Dallas Cowboys,
1: period. Exercise the demons. That's what needs to be done.
0: I just know that's not. Uh, this is not Dax's DNA, though. As a turnover prime I, I, I agree. he's. I agree. You, you go look at his time from like 2016 to 2021. He is tied for like fifth lowest interception rate in that time span. So this this is an outlier. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully if it happens next year. Then yeah, then you got a problem. Maybe Dax evolved or devolved and regressed into something else. Hopefully that's not the case. But Dan Quinn, I. Okay, give me your perce- – what what chances percentage-wise that Dan Quinn remains the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys once the season is over? I'm going to go with – honestly, I'm, I'm pretty close to a 50-50 on this thing. I'm going to go with there being a 45% – 40% chance that he's he's going to come back. I was going to be around that number. I'm going to say it's a good gonna chance say, he's going to leave. I was going to
1: say 40-45%. I just – I don't know. Because it, the thing for me is, does is there something that's out there that's that appealing for him? Because he does have a good job
0: with the Cowboys. Definitely, I know yeah. he does want to be a head coach. Man, but those I gotta say Patrick made a good point though. It it, it changes fast it changes fast. Like the it, hot names. And and so all he
1: getting pick, picked up and then he get fired, too. Well, so no, does but, that yeah,
2: but you but that's the thing is he's gonna get a three, four year deal with a mm-hmm. lot of money behind it. And a lot of these teams I thought Jerry could maybe offer him and sweeten the deal. You can't do that against the Broncos. The Broncos can offer him and beat you out in price for a head coach. And like Car- you're not gonna give
0: Carolina. uh, uh they're, they're they're could well. got some money, too. And, and so you can do
2: that. And then he can also go in there and most likely hire his own offensive coordinator and get a guy in that he wants, and they get paid, too, mm-hmm. so he can go pick his pick there. I just think, for me, it has nothing to do with whether Dan wants that job or not. I think he'll take the job. I think it goes to... Do, do they get Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh? Because they would probably go with the bigger name than yeah. Dan Quinn. Um, that for me, I, I don't, that I don't think so. I really don't think so. Yeah. I'm saying that, though, is my percentage of him not going is the 30% chance that Harbaugh or Payton go to the Broncos, that they go basically go to them and go, here's a $15 million a year head coach. Gagan, what I'm doing is $15 million a year. I'd throw away memorials for for that much money.
0: The reason I like the Jim Harbaugh— I don't
2: care if we win or not. I'll no, take the money.
0: Yeah, the reason I like the Jim Harbaugh to Denver thing, I, I don't think Jim Harbaugh will take it. I think he, he's looking for a better situation. Yeah, yeah. Is because— Pete Carroll's model uh, with the Seahawks has always been just built bully ball on offense, which is what Jim Harbaugh builds really good, just built yeah. bully ball teams. Mm-hmm. And that's what Russell Wilson thrives in, almost a bully ball system. And I think he could do that. He could build that. But I don't know if you can revive his quarterback skill set. I don't know if you can revive it. I don't, I don't know if you can reju- rejuvenate that. I, from what I saw, to, yeah. for him to become a top five type-esque or top ten quarterback again, I don't know if you get there. From being what he was this past season, that type I mean, there's of there's a lot of work drop.
1: that needs to be put in. That would, gonna man, be able to do it.
0: That would be nothing but the Lord. I got to right. tell you, he he's a man of he's a man of faith, and I would have to give props to the Lord on that one. If he just all of a sudden became a top five quarterback again next year, could happen. In the right system, it could happen. Hey, but it's—he's
1: been known to do some magical things,
0: man. You know I know. What it? i, I I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I just don't. I can't argue for Russell Wilson anymore. If somebody, like when somebody trashes Russell Wilson in front of me, I you're can't. Just like, huh. I just gotta take it. Yeah. I just gotta, yeah. I just gotta take it. You know, you got your your guys. You're like, no, 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 no. You like that with Dak. Yep. Somebody used to trash Dak in front yeah. of you. Like, whoa, 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 whoa I'm man. Like, listen, hold on, man. What man. did you? Re- yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Now listen, I'm listen, like, let, me, let me state my case. And Now you just sit there. I'm like, okay, I'm just man. Sit here in the corner. like that. That Homer Simpson again. Where he's go to the. Just,
1: <laughs> <to> the back. <laughs> you don't even say
0: nothing. Uh, that, that's the way it is. I'm trying to put uh, my headphones
1: on when right? people start talking about them. I'm like, I am trying to get, get on your phone. Yeah, yeah exactly. oh, on Hold phone. on, I got to oh, call. Hold
3: somebody. on one second. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where I think people are with that. And Kelly Moore, people are like that with Kelly. I, you know, the hey, last there, few there, weeks. Is that's tough what Mike for me. McCarthy.
2: That's everybody in the Cowboy. You got to win a two playoff games, and then everybody goes, "Oh, okay, we're building to the future." But you've been stuck at making the playoffs as your ceiling for. Since yeah. the '90s, yeah, no, uh, I, no, I'm I, I'm with you on that, and I I think for getting back
0: to Dan Quinn, we can wrap up the discussion. Cause I, I want to talk a little say, bit about yeah. the Texans. Uh, the Dan Quinn, I will say that he needs to go into a situation though where I I, I think he needs a a quarterback that a quarterback situation that's a lot more, more stable than Denver. I, I think that's because uh, we don't know how that's going to work out, and you're stuck with that. You're handcuffed is to it. Is there any job you're handcuffed opening? handcuffed to it already. Is there
2: any job opening with a stable quarterback position? You no, know,
0: but there, there are prospects, better prospects elsewhere.
2: Okay. There's no I, prospects I, there. I, I would say two years hope, or in a year possibly. Hope, yeah, is, not, hope, yeah.
0: hope is dead there for at least two years. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, being Hope, Russell Wilson is it for you. Yeah. Unless that works out. So, that's but,
2: but again, you look at what
1: what happened this year with them and Dan Quinn being able to go there. We already know they got good defense, but they have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Judy but, Sutton, yes, running back's and, pretty good. And the running back, both of them. One of them was hurt. They rebuilt, don't forget. They, they re- was hurt.
0: They rebuilt the old line for right. Russell Wilson.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So now you got to come back in, get everything rallied back together, and you might be able to turn it around. I don't think they're going to be that. I don't think they're that far off. But to your point, that was the awful. there was this was an awful season for Russell Wilson. Probably the worst that he's ever had. Even last year, before he got, before he left Seattle, oh, yeah. was not this bad.
0: No, not this bad.
1: But again, we go back. Was that Pete Carroll keeping not letting Russ cook and hey. understanding? Bro, I'm buying these groceries. You don't get to cook no more. We got a
0: chef. Pete, Pete Carroll QB's been pretty good lately because Geno's yeah, balling out Gino, of control. Yes.
1: too. Uh, right, oh, by qu- the way, Gino got $2.5 million for making it to
0: the playoffs in his bonus. hmm yeah. yeah. I like that. Got it. What do you say? Um, they wrote him off, but, but he ain't right, ain't right back. back. <laughs> That's right. I ain't right back. Uh, yeah, and signed him checks. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, real quick, just uh, one question uh, about the Texans. Where do you rank the Texans' head coaching vacancy among the five openings right now? One through five. Where do you rank it?
2: we we'll talk about it and break it down The report that I read today that Casario basically wants full reign on making coaching decisions, the fifth. Yeah. If that is true, it is fifth.
0: Because well, Cal McNair has already stated that he's he's going to be in on he's going to be in on the coaching. I'm decision not even saying and the and process, I'm saying he wants process. to
2: be on headset. He wants to be in all meetings. He wants to be making game plans and doing that. That's oh, he's all been, the reports. He's been doing
0: that forever though. I so, know,
2: but like he wants more and more of that. So whoever he hires, he's like, no, no, no. We hired Lovey Smith, and he wouldn't let me do it enough, and he was letting me do it. He he's, I will say that
0: the ownership agreed to that when they brought him in, though. He was yeah. doing that from the jump. He was he was kind but that, of But li- that's what I'm saying. Is he was a jack-of-all-trades to the Patriots, and he came in doing that, too. We talked about that. So that's not anything new.
2: But that also makes it a much less. The more and more power he gets, the less and less it makes an attractive that, job. That
0: was grandfathered in. Like, that's just part yeah. of it. That's just part of the job right there. It's like saying you don't want to deal with Cal McNair when you go there. It's, it's baked <laughs> in, baby. <laughs> all right, it's here. part of the job.
1: So we just so got You this. say
0: fifth. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, at 242. Uh, PM today, the Houston Texans have also requested permission to talk to New Orleans Saints. Talk to the New Orleans Saints with Sean for Sean Payton, per sources. He cannot formally be interviewed in, by any team until July. I mean, January seventeenth. Smart move. So my other question I is, like that. My other question is, you got to trade for him though. That, Got to give and, up a and second or a first. I was going to say you got you got probably go maybe for next year trade because you, and Texas, Cause you Texas, want
0: all your guys. You want you need all those picks. Yeah, but you got draft capital though. You got two. You got two first rounders this year. You got two first rounders next year. You got, I think you got five picks in the first 75 picks. You got You got draft cap If you want to trade for it, if you want to solve the problem and get a real coach, you're the first GM in the history of the NFL to have back-to-back consecutive one-and-done coaches One and, done. and get a chance to hire a third. Don't screw it up. And Sean Payton will be a don't-screw-it-up type hire. Yeah, but I,
2: if Sean Payton comes, because Harry was gone. He ain't going I in there with that the cereal. too. Hey you know
0: what? I don't got a
2: problem with that. I don't either. It, I'm just telling you Sean Payton, he's talking to Cal McNair and he I'm goes, Hey man, that, that guy hey. can hey. leave the room. I'm fine with that because I'm a the Super grown Bowl. up. Like right. I want a Super Bowl. That I'm- dude Road coattails.
0: If I, if I, as a Texas fan, have to sacrifice Nick Casario, who, by the way, you you Done. sacrifice a draft pick for Done. because yeah. you got tampering charges just to get him. If you got to sacrifice Nick Casario to get Sean Payton, yes, do all it all day, every day, and twice <laughs> on Sunday. Sign me up. <laughs> no doubt. Oh man. All right. We come back. We got legendary lifetime Longhorn Derek Johnson, oh, Hall yeah. of Famer, joining us right here on Ball Don't Lie One Hundred Four Nine The Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie based on... uh the songs uh, that we that we hear the selections that are played you're supposed to guess what movie inspired midweek movie music my man patrick the Idillionaire takes songs from a soundtrack of a certain film either relevant or sometimes irrelevant sometimes inspired uh by uh, some type of anniversary sometimes just him sitting down watching a great movie sometimes it's theme oriented or not we don't know we got to figure it out based on the clues and hints given to us based on these song selections Got anything for us, Harch? I got nothing. Got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. All right. I I, I get the groove of it, but uh, I don't... It changes rapidly. Yeah, I really didn't... I wasn't able to extrapolate much from that. Uh, So we'll get back to it. We got a lot more opportunities to figure out what the feature is of midweek movie music. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right to the, uh, the Vaquero's Cafe and Cantina hotline. We are joined by a legendary Lifetime Longhorn and a Hall of Famer. That's right. My man, Derek Johnson, joining us right now on the McCarroll's Cafe and Canteen Outline. Derek, thanks for the time, brother, and congratulations.
3: Hey, appreciate it appreciate it, man. Uh, uh, yeah, it's crazy uh, hearing that. I got to get it. I got to sound it. That's a good ring to it, that Hall of Fame. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it definitely has a great <laughs> ring to it. For real. And always representing from the 2 Yesterday, I was telling Rod that a couple years ago, our one of our good friends, Big Slimmy, Kenneth Sims, mm-hmm. got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I mentioned the fact, too, you know, it took him a while to get in there. It took you a while. Your career was still going on. But two kids from the Waco, Texas area are both being immortalized in the College Football Hall of Fame. That has got to be a real, real sweet feeling right there.
3: It is. It is. It's, it's, it's a blessing. And, it, 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 it you know, it humbles you. Uh, it, it has you. It, it 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 gives you time to reflect on, you know, how how good God has been, all these you know all these years, and mm-hmm. and just how, just how just man, a lot of work because you know I've gave a lot to football. Football has given a lot back to me, and it's just it's just hard. That old saying, hard work pays off. It is really it is really really true, and uh, I can't I can't say uh when I you know stepped on the forty acres I that i was going to be a, a hall of famer i had it you know planned out that way obviously if you ask me then i would say yeah that's a dream of mine <laughs> uh it's all about it's all about you know you don't if you're going to build this big wall or this big building nice building you don't you know you you don't you, you, don't, you, you don't at that moment it's all about building that brick you know uh, um setting that brick that perfectly as you can set it each time and when you do that eventually over time you say man you look back you say man i I've, I've done a lot and I, I can i can really say i've been uh, truly blessed and uh, and humbled and uh, fortunate fortunate a lot of a lot of players helped me along the way you know playing inside backer you get you know you have to you know a lot of those plays come from the d linemen and the mm-hmm. people around me so this is the ultimate team game so it's it's a it's one of those things you can't take all the credit but at the same time i uh, i'm very very blessed and uh I feel a little, I feel a couple
0: inches taller today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're a hall of Famer. Hey, when you're a hall of famer, is it like being a doctor. that next every time somebody introduce you, they got to say hall of famer, <laughs> Derek <Johnson. laughs> I think that's. I think man, you got to work sucks. that in there, man. You got to work that in there. Uh, yeah. Well, let me ask you yeah, this, Derek. Are, are you a hall of famer in any other regard? Because you are the all-time leading tackler for the Kansas City Chiefs too. Um, do they have like a hall of honor or something like that? They do. It
3: actually comes up this year after five years from removed. Uh, from being retired, hmm. uh, you get in the Hall of Honor, and uh, they put your name inside the stadium, and they have a big, big weekend, big legend weekend for you. So I don't know when that's happening. This is my fifth year out, so I mean I'm not saying nothing, but <laughs> <high> is, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't
0: know. Yeah, that's all right. Let us brag for you. That's I, right. I, that's real right. quick, let me ask you this because <laughs> I remember when you came in Forty Acres, and I'll tell, I'll pat myself on the back. Uh, Mac Brown knew you was going to be a college football Hall of Famer. Yeah, he, he, told, he told me so, and that, said. <laughs> We had to, we got to get this guy, uh, and I was able to host you on your visit, and I, I felt blessed to be able to do that, uh, and it was a, it was able to close the deal. But when you were on the Forty, you were such a unique player in a lot of respects. But if people don't really know this: you actually had like a signature move, much like a, a you know a basketball player's a signature move. Strange enough, you had a signature move as a defender, and I don't even know how to describe. Was it a tomahawk punch? And you ended up having like four, nine forced fumbles your senior year, and a lot of it was using that move. What was the move how do you describe the, the signature move you had because we started trying to practice that as a defense <laughs> once you perfected it
3: Yeah, yeah actually it, w- it was a punch out it was a punch out move and mm. and i just i mean you know what it's one of those things where uh if if, if you want to be great at anything you gotta you gotta make a habit of, of practicing it each day and in practice i was doing it all the time mm-hmm. and the ball kept coming out i'm like then I mean, you know what? I can, this might help us in the game, you know, to be more of an impact player on the defensive side of the ball. But I'll tell you what, uh, being able to secure the tackle with the one arm and then come from behind and punch the ball out, I tell you what, man, it's, it's one of those things where uh, it, it's risky, but I, I was blessed enough to have the athletic ability and the smarts when to do it because, you know, there's some decision making uh, mm-hmm. that you have on the field of when to make that happen. And, uh, I, you know, I got a record. my my senior year by doing doing it nine times. It was pretty cool, man, pretty cool. All the highlights that you see now, you'll see me punching out the ball. Mm. Most of the time we'll jump on it, but there are times where I punch the ball out and it freaking goes 20 yards and they jump on it
1: then they get a 20-yard game <laughs> <You> know <laughs> we're talking to lifetime legendary lifetime Longhorn and now College Football Hall of Famer Derek Johnson and rod to, to go back to what you were talking about he was inducted into the Texas High School Hall of Fame mm, right. in 2015 I knew that. he there was right. enshrined into the Texas Athletics Hall of Honor in 2019 mm-hmm. the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame in go. 2020 and also the Texas Sports Hall of Fame in 2021. So, when you do introduce him, you have to say Hall of Famer. And then he can pick which level he wants to tell you about, because he's been on all of those. But Derek, I wanted to talk to you too about your foundation. I mean, this is also a big situation for you, because Defend the Dream Foundation and DJ's Discovery Dens, you've done a lot for the communities that you've been in, whether it's been in Waco, whether it's been in Kansas City. We had you on earlier uh, to talk about it here in Austin, Texas. Talk about that and what they said since you've got this other call
3: my upbringing was uh, pretty good to say the least when it comes to uh, um, um, being humbled and and being able to be a giver or being able to be a server and knowing that uh, um, uh, if you're a blessing you want to be a blessing to others and uh, uh, my mom's a school, been a school teacher for over 40 years so when it comes to uh, being an educator I know how important in how inner-city kids need to education and the importance of them making it so my foundation defend the dream foundation caters to inner city kids through education so uh what we do is uh library makeovers in title one schools and these are 30 40 50 thousand dollar projects and and i've done 17 of them so it's one of those things where i've been blessed and and, and now that i moved to austin the last couple of years i've been getting so many uh so many supporters i mean kendra scott you know Covert. I mean, every everybody's jumped on board, uh, knowing that hey, uh, we want to give back, we want to help inner city kids through education. And uh, my and I and I give that platform uh, uh, for my foundation, and I'm very proud of it. It's something that I'll be continuing, continuing doing uh, throughout my uh, career. Even you know when I get into other uh, different uh, avenues of life and careers, uh, my foundation is something that that's near and dear to my heart. And something that I I take a lot of pride in giving back to to kids that are, are less fortunate. Uh
0: that is a uh, fantastic message. Uh, we appreciate you uh, for, uh coming on the airways, man, uh, letting everybody know about uh a new mission uh for That's you right. and a new passion for you, and it's a great one. Uh let me ask you this, uh speaking of your passion. It it's you know, one of those things that I've talked to a lot about, you know, what uh people have had an influence in my my football development, if you will, and I know obviously your family uh, you just talked about you know your mom have been really influential in your life, but from a football perspective, is there one or two people that you would give an overwhelming amount of credit to for your development as a as a football player?
3: yeah, you know what uh my mind is easy i, I my, my brother actually uh he played at the University of Baylor and he played in the league for four or five years. So uh, he was six years older than me. So uh, to have somebody in my household that was uh, uh, doing the same thing uh, that I wanted to do or chasing after the same thing I wanted to and and set a great example for me, Mm -hmm. Uh, not saying it was easy for me, but it was very convenient to say, man, this is how you do it. This is how you conduct yourself as a student athlete. This is, you know, how you stay out of trouble. This is how you, you know, uh, be respectful. This is how you, you know, uh, keep the faith and, and pray and just and, and work hard as a football player. So I had that person in my house watching them all the time. So, uh, it, you know, I had advantage over other kids. Not Like I said, not easy, but I had advantage because I knew what it took uh, to be successful and, and I got to tell you, uh, from all the coaches and the players I've been around in, uh, uh, as yourself, uh, uh, Rod, you, you're, you're a person that, that, that when you talk about leadership, when you talk about um, players uh, or, you know, being influential, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to uh, being, a, being a motivator, uh, being a person that uh, plays with heart, uh, you know, I, I learned all that at the University of Texas, especially on the Mac Brown and, and just him being a second father to me. So I, I've learned a lot along the way, and I've pulled from everybody I've been around and uh, not use them. I didn't misuse them, so it's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, That's man, real. I thank everybody that I've come in contact with. And uh, you're on that list as well,
0: my man. Man, appreciate that. There it is. That's all we right. yeah. yeah. hey, need.
1: Mark, mark the tape, please. Hey, mark the tape on no, that make make one there, Patrick. Promo That's promo it right that. there. Thank there you it DJ. Is. Appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> hey, he'll send you the money in a little while. Don't worry about it. You got <laughs> Benmo. We'll hit you up. <laughs> hey, DJ, before we let you go, man, number one, we're so very proud of you and and – your achievements will be immortalized forever you like we said you're already in the hall of fame in so many places but las vegas december 5th at the aria resort and casino derrick johnson will be inducted into the football, the College Football Hall of Fame and then you can go and check him out at the Chick-fil-A College Football Hall of Fame that's in Atlanta. He's gonna get a ring he was holding up the football already he's already making ways man. I know how hard you worked and Rod talks very highly of you from day one Uh, From the recruiting time, when Coach Mack told him, we need him, he (laughs) got here, and now we get a chance to really see, uh, for those that have always watched your career, now it's been put in that place where it rightfully deserves, man. We couldn't be prouder of you, but I want to ask you this, how's that golf game, player?
3: (laughs) Man, you know, I just got off the golf course. It, it, you know, and I, I'm not feeling that good. I went to ACC today, and it, it, it got it got my my uh, my uh, my confidence down. Right. Now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I've been out there too. It but can do never, that to you.
3: But I still am a Hall of Famer, so yeah. You know. hey, there you go. Already.
1: There it is man. right there. Always will be. There he is. From the two five four Waco, Texas's own, Waco Line. Sure. My man, Derek Johnson. Again, man, congratulations and we couldn't be prouder of you. Thanks, Derek. Uh right, B Horz. Thank y'all, man.
0: Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. All right, that's a legendary, lifetime, long going, Hall of Famer. I mean, what five, in five, five six, them. five, My six different places. About to be in the places. Hall of Honor in the yeah. Ring of Honor oh, up there. He's in definitely Kansas about to City. do that. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, he's the all-time lead tackler, so it's only a matter of no time doubt. before they get to that too. So uh, he has been, yeah. I mean, I I knew he was going to be a, a beast, and honestly, I always I talked about this yesterday too. You know, he he was a four, I think four or five time Pro Bowler, was an All Pro too and he didn't make his first all pro or pro bowl team till he was 29 so i meant to ask him about this um, but i just going to remind him how old he is so I didn't want to do that do that to the man um, but he it he was 29 yeah and i and i always say i think that it was around 2000 maybe 10, 9, 10, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And I always say this because the game became more of a spread-oriented game, and he was great in space. We could run sideline to sideline. was always one of the fastest defenders on the field. So he could run with all the DBs. And... When the NFL became a spread league, he was just right at home. It right. was right where he— it was perfect. It really was. It was right where he basically kind of developed as a a a, a spread linebacker in the Big 12 when the air raid was coming to prominence yep. and all that kind of stuff. So I always thought if he played in that type of era or played in that type of pace and space league from the start of his career, man, we'd be talking about one another Hall of Fame. Yeah. The the, the 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 Hall of Fame the, the Hall of Fame yeah yellow jacket type stuff where, where man where they talk where they
1: talk to each other at nighttime yeah. the bus
0: <laughs> talk to each other for real <laughs> all right uh, we'll go back we'll get into a little uh, flex on the other side right here on ball don't Lie, nine, the horn. Movie music. That's where my man Patrick takes songs from a soundtrack, plays the those selections for us. Um, and we're supposed to guess based on those selections, the hints and clues that uh can be deciphered exactly what the feature of midweek movie music is. And so far, I'm I'm lost. I'm, lost. I'm
1: just gonna throw it out there. Please. I have no idea. Throw it out there. I'm
0: just gonna throw it out there. Is this Spinal
1: Tap?
2: This is not Spinal Tap. Okay.
0: Hey, it's a good try. It's, good. Right.
2: it's a good try. I can tell you, you've both seen this movie. I'm 100% Ooh. sure you've both seen this movie. 100% sure? 100% sure. We've talked about this movie before. Oh. Man, now you got.
0: Now I'm intrigued, damn it.
2: Okay. All right. That make, make Did they some, make a movie about Reed. Ozzy Osbourne? first of all this is The Offspring who's in the know, 90s well, so, uh, this is uh, a
0: 90s band but that mean that doesn't mean that movies don't have no, that kind of no, thought no process. I'm just saying though, 90s I'm just saying is this a hint is a in 90s itself. band 90s, okay. 90s band is a hint in itself honestly if you're just thinking about movies it, c- it could be I would say it could be okay. alright um, um, Specs Line I'm sure has already got it so we'll try our best to get it usually my man Patrick just loves us up. A- up a, up a softball. He lobs in It's a normally ball in the four o'clock hour. In the four o'clock somewhere, he <laughs> yeah. just gets tired of our ignorance, and he's like, all right, guys, I'm just going to make it easy for you. So hopefully we get it before that. All right, um, let's get into the flex. FLXATX.com, FLXATX, on all of your social media platforms. Uh you can go check it out there. The guys are still working hard. Uh Hoops Daniel, uh better known as Snoop Daniel <laughs> during football season, uh keeping you up to speed with all of the uh the basketball action going on. So you can go check that out. Also, uh they've put up man more of their uh highlight videos from football season, actually, you can go check that out there. Uh, top ten plays, uh, the flex football highlights, uh, the I Reporter edition for the twenty—that's uh, out there too. Uh, also, um, you can go uh, check out the uh, the schedules for basketball season. Yep. Um, those are up there too for five a, six a, and four a as well. Yep. Um, so go check that out. flxatx.com, dot com, F L X A T X, and all your social media platforms. Um, all right, uh, when we come back, I want to get into the Texas basketball game a little bit, and also the wide-receiving coaching vacancy on the 40 acres. We'll talk about that, too. Christian Jones made official that he's returning, so we'll go behind the burnt orange curtain and talk uh, a little Texas sports overall, basketball, football. We'll get into all of it. Um, all right, uh, you can always be a part of the show. Specs, Texas, not the best way to do it, 512-337-3776. We've temporarily shut it down, though just so we can play midweek yeah. movie music once we figure it out or once Patrick just gets tired of it and we'll <laughs> reopen the Specs text line and then we'll uh, hit up some of your texts on the Specs text line. We'll appreciate that. All right, I'll come back right here on Ball Don't Lie, down The Horn.